have long taken great interest in their appearance and style. Clothing can reveal social status, climate conditions, political views, and certainly personal tastes. Fashion as an industry is a trillion dollar business that is neither a stranger to innovation nor controversy. Today on Shack Shack, we have Jin Ford, founder and head designer of J. Angelique Clothing and co-owner of Vita Barbados and VXC Cropover Band. Jin has a BSc in Sociology and MSc in Development Statistics and has been empowering women through fashion for the past eight years. She pioneered the concept of a Carnival Monday Wear collection and as the premier fetwear designer, her designs dominate the social media landscape anytime and anywhere there is Carnival. Welcome Jin and thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. So um, I guess what I'm really curious about to start is, you know, how degrees in sociology and development statistics lead to a career in fashion and design? Well, of course, I could never answer that. Like, in <laughs> because fashion was the, the fashion as a career path only kind of forged itself in university. Mm -hmm. So after I would have been accepted for sociology, a friend literally just said, um, you know, maybe you should do a little fashion show. They had a fashion show at, at UE, St. Mm -hmm. Augustine. Yeah. And they said, you know, you should probably enter. So my mom and I, we just kind of, you know, sew up some stuff. And from there, I was the fashion girl. And of course, um, you know, finished school, decided to do a master's. And as much as it seems like it's unrelated, and of course, I didn't plan it that way to do sociology, then to be a fashion designer. Uh -huh. As much as um, it seems as it's not related, it's very much related. Because, um, for example, as much as it's fashion design, it's running a business. And mm -hmm. to be very measured, to be very statistical, to, to base, you, base whatever you do on research, that is something I could say I learned from school. And it is very, um, it is very critical in the way I actually run my business. So it may not be, you know, a direct line, mm -hmm, but it's yeah. related in how I, you know, my processes and how I think about stuff. Um, in a holistic manner, um, my collaborations, stuff like that. Um, it all makes sense. And I can always relate it back to my degrees. Yeah, well, that makes sense to me. And I mean, clearly, as you mentioned, there are some skills that are definitely transferable. Uh, yes. Yeah. So what is the biggest lesson that you, you think you've learned um, since you started eight years ago? Since I've started, my biggest thing is to be authentic. Um, I think I have managed to just do what I want to do and have been fortunate enough. I have um, crafted a formula so that people could just like and buy what I do. But I think when people are now is even more um, noticeable, say social media, yeah. there's a lot of fakeness. There's a lot of people trying. But when you are authentic, um, that sells and for me a big part of what I do is being authentic in my designs as well I my my biggest thing is to to create something that somebody has never seen yeah. or so that you know so that you could you can't google and say okay yes yeah, you get that stuff from that mm -hmm. so my biggest thing is to be authentic in how you portray yourself and to and for me my work as well to be authentic so that is 
my biggest lesson. Okay. So I imagine 2020 was also a year filled with lessons. Um, you know, we saw a number of carnivals being canceled. I'm just curious how it's been for you. Mm, I mean, as it has been from a very... I what I want to say is too much of a young age. My friends and I, my close circle, just have a thing where we are generally positive people. And only when a year like 2020 hits, you will kind of realize how much your friends, um, you how your friends kind of determine the way you act and the way you relate to things. So for me, I mean, my business, yes. To an extent, to some extent, has been built on carnival, um, and everything just kind of pulled from in front of you. What do you do? You can't sit and cry over sp- uh, spilled milk. Fair so enough. you have to kind of be innovative. I'm always a big proponent proponent of being on- innovative, thinking forward. What can you do? Okay, if it's not carnival, what else could you do in in its place? And fortunately for me. Um, I am an actual designer, so I could design anything. Okay. And from uh, my brand, I always say it's a lifestyle brand. So I not only design costumes, I do lifestyle wear, I do um, carnival inspired um, garments as well. So it's not just one thing, I do career wear. So all of those things kind of came into play when there was kind of like the dry season. Yeah. And, um, Another big thing for me was just staying positive because um, from the, and I am a very panicky person. So (laughs) for me to, well, this had to be, 2020 had to be a hard year then for sure. (laughs) Yes. But you know why it wasn't so, I mean, it was terrible because we all have bills to pay, right? (laughs) But I said to myself, Janelle, you are going to be positive. And I I learned because I used to love doing yoga. So you have to say things out loud. And I just told myself, you know what, Janelle, you have to be positive. And besides all of the negative things that would happen, people lost jobs and stuff like that, I enjoyed the peace. I I took it as an opportunity to rest, opportunity to work on my business, came up with new concepts, and I just took it for what it was. So it was challenging, yes, but because I professed it out loud and I was just like, you're going to be positive, I think it, it actually worked. Okay, well, that's good. Um, so what would you say, I mean, you talked about authenticity, but what would you say is your general fashion philosophy, you know, your views on fashion in general? Um, what are my views in fashion? My views, I, I, I mean, as cliche as it may be, there are no rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, you literally do what you want. And I always say you put a big enough bow on it and people like it. <laughs> but again, it's about People are people. And when somebody could relate to you um, and they could buy into your story, it is very easy and it's easiest to be yourself. So as much as people will say, oh my gosh, how she come up with that? Who buying that? You know, stuff like that. Um, And it may not be for you. It could just be for somebody else. That's true. So so, um, my, my, I guess my real thing is there are no rules. Yeah. Uh, do what you want, but you can't be selfish in that. Do what you want and no, can't care for anybody else. You still have to have an idea of, you know, people's taste, if they will buy it. If you could afford to make all your pieces and have nobody 
nobody buy them that's fine but it's all about what you want in the end mm-hmm. so i think that's basically my philosophy fair enough the other thing that i think about is caribbean fashion you know how would you describe caribbean fashion or is there such a thing as caribbean fashion so to speak i i i definitely think there is because the caribbean experience is we see it in the way we dress like we would wear color all through the year we don't care if it's january we don't care if it's august we could wear florals we could wear colors we could wear white after labor day all of those things <laughs> that the western world has come up with and 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 try to just put on everybody um we could do those things so when we essentially design it's it's just kind of part of our experience because when when i first got into fashion in in trinidad um you know i i would see all of the all of the older fashion designers you know everybody's dress is long white and flowy with a big barracuda on the side <laughs> like oh my god like i understand is the caribbean but we also go to work and we not wear not to work so it's like what although yes you want to say you want to associate this island life with caribbean it's not only that mm-hmm. but i i i think that um the like the caribbean aesthetic is once it's functional for what we do here i think that's caribbean fashion and it is so it is still distinctive because people try to sell caribbean fashion and they have never stepped foot in the caribbean well. so definitely is distinct it may not always resonate as a big floral dress or you know everything yeah. island wide but it is from our caribbean experience the way we speak the way we act what we do with our clothing um where where we wear certain types of clothing as well so i definitely think there is this caribbean aesthetic okay good are there any aspects of the industry that you would like to change particularly in the region mm-hmm. i think because i shop as well and because i i am a consumer as well yeah. i try to put myself in the consumer's position when i run my business um i've always for example like i've always had a website but it did not have like shopping features like i would just try to make it as straightforward as possible for somebody coming in to purchase stuff but say after corona when i sat and i built my own website yeah. i do everything online like i'm not interested in leaving home to do anything <laughs> so it's like I, i would like to to for people to enhance the experience i mean i'm fine being ahead and everybody complaining about everybody else i'm fine with that but i think that you know there's such things that could be solved problems could be solved um easy problems to be solved so i think that you have to be open to change you have to be open to innovation yeah. and it's just like my team and i we always say we are not in the business of complaining we are problem solvers we actively trying to solve problems and that is kind of how we you know push <laughs> forward so like we want we won't sit and complain we'll just solve the problem okay so and i and i and i always would wish that people would kind of do the same fair enough <laughs> 
<laughs> Fair enough. So, mm-hmm. I mean, when we think about the fashion industry, you know, we think sometimes that it kind of reinforces a certain um, beauty ideal, which, you know, tends to be a bit one note, thin, young, mm-hmm. white, whitish, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think there's enough being done to increase diverse bodies in this space? I always think it's about self. When I, I, I was going through a photographer's um, a photographer's Instagram and he put up a poll, you know, do you think there is enough, I guess, exposure to like different skin types and, and, and body types or whatever? And the common thread on his people that follow him was just saying, you know, it's always he like skin, curly hair or is this, is that. And I'm just like, why don't I have that experience? Because I have curated who I followed, who I follow, like stay on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So what it shows me, it shows me such a range of people. I can't say it's like the light skin. No doubt we know that definitely that's a problem. But what I'm trying to say is sometimes you have to create your reality and let it be a reality. You would see a lot on Instagram based on what you follow. Yeah. If you follow a lot of those people, the same people you complain about, that's what you would see. If you curate your following, your page, your everybody knows about the algorithm yeah. to see black beauty. I The majority of the, the people that would come up for my thing are of African descent. So to me, it's like different things you could start changing your mind towards. And, and again, it's about your experience. Mm-hmm. Trinidad is a multiracial society where there are people of East Indian descent, people of African descent. And I will always represent both in my work, mm-hmm. whether or not all skin types, all sizes. I know I get criticized sometimes about um, the body type. But everybody would know when we do carnivals, our cuts are most flattering. We cater for all sizes. When I, in my photography, is not just an A cup, it's all to D, C cup. Mm-hmm. I have clients all sizes, all colors. So it's just like people have to start, start curating their realities and you will see the difference. Because as much as they were complaining about, okay, yes, they have this bias towards this and bias towards that. You could easily change that by clicking on the, the black girl with the, the natural hair and then letting your Instagram tabulate and, and, and push other people that look like you, you know, to you. So it is true, yes, but I think there's, there are ways to kind of initiate change. Okay. As you talked a lot about fashion um, being innovative and, you know, it, it's not only innovative, but, you know, it helps us kind of mark time. So what do you think the future of fashion looks like? You know, we have things like sustainable material, upcycling, mm-hmm. gender neutral clothing. So I'm just going to gonna yeah. pick your brain a bit to see what you mm-hmm. think, not you only should. for you, but maybe what yeah. future fashion looks like in general. I think I think it, the future now is about collaboration. Um, about mixing um, different styles, aesthetics, different industries in order to kind of revolutionize fashion. So I think I think 
that I, I mean, I can't really give ex, like full examples, but for example, maybe maybe we will start wearing metal skirts, for example, that could be trending. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, I think it will just be about collaboration and kind of just mix in, um, mix in industries to create something that is new. Okay. Mm-hmm. In all the changes and in the industry demands, how would you say you manage being unique, having commercial appeal and kind of maintaining your creative drive, your creativity? Well, we always say be flexible. If everybody's going down the road, just know Jin Ford going up the hill. If everybody's going left, Jin Ford is going right. So you always have to be kind of moving with the crowd, yes, but still doing something different. So, you know, if something, if everybody's saying, you know, um, is it a double-edged sword? The example I was about to give would kind of refute what I was about to say, but it's like, if something is trending, no, no longer trending, just know tomorrow we could find what is new. You can't be stuck in your ways and you can't just say, you know, we are custom sewing swimsuits, so we can just sew swimsuits, so we're dead. Maybe you should try to do, you know, something different. So my thing is you have to kind of always be flexible and willing to change. I hope that answered the question. Sometimes yeah. it's like... <laughs> No, I mean, I agree. I, I get it. You know, like, you know, you have to take a bit of risk. Yes, definitely. But, you know, within, but still have to find a way to be appealing to, you know, your customers. And of course, the, and this is where schooling comes back into, in, into play. When you could, you know, you, you always hear about reading your room. Sometimes I, at some people always complain like I could do all the math in my head sometimes I could do all of the the like questionnaires that I would know what to ask my clients and then I make a mental note and I make decisions the next week based on all the research I would have done within a week all the conversations I would have would had so it's like you still have to you still have to be aware of your environment and still let that contribute to the the decisions you make again if you could afford to make things and nobody buy it fine with you but if you still want to service a crowd um you still have to kind of know what they would like and predict predict their predict their wants Mm -hmm. and if you can't predict it create a want Mm. or create a need yeah fair enough fair enough and in terms of you know your creativity where what do what would you say is the source of that uh creative creativity that creative drive um i think it 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 has a lot to do with growing up in barbados because i always say we have always been very very fashionable very into i mean i agree (laughs) and and, yeah we're always into fashion always into looks like we all know in trinidad like pad school pageants aren't such a big thing in barbados it is yeah. So it's like we always had like a beauty culture, a glam culture. And I think that always piqued my interest, of course, reading magazines. And, you know, it was always interesting for me. I mean, if you go back into my history, my, my grandmother, um, she was like a top seamstress from my mom's side. My, from my dad's side, both of them were seamstresses and tailors. So I don't know if that kind of, ah. you know trickle down a little oh. bit 
So you have that uh, innate creativity. <laughs> More exactly, with it. <laughs> exactly. So you know that also helps. But um I think I think just growing up amongst fashion and being aware of what you want to wear, choosing your clothes and in Barbados it was like a full, full fashion competition always. When you're going out, what you're wearing, you're just always interested in it. And then I did courses. I kind of like honed my skills to kind of know, okay, yes, I'm interested in this, but how how can I now turn around and do something that's unique and creative and run a fashion business? Hmm. Okay. That all sounds like a lot. And But I do know you are also branching out into interior design and a home collection. So maybe you could yeah. tell me a bit about that too. Um, I I always say Jangelique is a lifestyle brand and whatever I am going through, I would it would always come through in my work and, and I just have this interest in interior design. Of course, it, it all stems from fashion as well. And over over the corona holidays, as I could call it, <laughs> I started doing a diploma in interior design. And believe it or not, a lot of things that you you just generally know they just have a name for it <laughs> have like okay you do this you know because i i always believe in kind of learning learning the theory behind it and of course like my family as well and my from my mom's side like my aunts they are always into house and always into to decorating and changing this up and stuff like that so again it's kind of innate and what i was all and i just decided that i wanted to dictate like what for new homeowners and for or, and for you know women who are now kind of designing their own homes to give them fashionable options but not but fashionable and also caribbean created options because i am guilty of it too a lot of things you just bring in yeah. you see something you just bring it in but where are the you know the caribbean home designers and you know that's the direction i'm going in into and you know when you look around to everybody now is into home yeah but of course i wouldn't sell out all my secrets of course <laughs> i surpass them just because i'm always thinking of what makes jangelic better and what could make mango sugar better so i will be you know going full speed ahead into uh, to home okay so we can expect to see some some new things from you in that direction. Definitely, definitely, yes. Okay, so when all is said and done, um, how would you like to be remembered? Is there somewhere or someone you would like to see with your designs? Um, I, I'm always kind of bent on answering those questions because, for example, when people answer about seeing a celebrity or somebody like that in their designs, it to me, it kind of disrespects like your clientele. Now mm-hmm. I have clients that are doctors, lawyers, business owners, like they work so, so, so hard. And for them to be, to choose my clothing out of all the options that they could, that is what makes me proud. So for me, I don't aspire to have any celebrity. If, if you see the need to buy my clothing, I'm good with that. But to me, I who I want to buy my clothing and the, that's the person I'm buying it currently. Okay. So I just would, my aim is to kind of reach more of those people, those modern Caribbean women or who could identify with something that's different, something that is made from the Caribbean and that, 
it's out of the box, something that you can't see before, you've never seen before, something that's full of value. And, and divas always tell me it too. You will be, the, when you wear my item, you will be the best dressed. Yeah, so very good. What I just aim for all the time. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Lastly, what would you say is say the one piece of clothing every woman should have mm-hmm. in her wardrobe? And I guess while we're at it, every man should have in his every wardrobe. Man. Uh, every woman should have well my signature gowns are like the draped grecian inspired dresses so i think that is a number one thing that you must have in your wardrobe and everybody knows it's it's very functional you can style it different ways and it never gets tight just because of the technique i use Mm. Um, so i think that is just a number one thing you must have you must have at least one of my wrap dress i just refer to them as my signature wrap dresses okay and for a man mm, what would i say a man should have in his closet boy that one thing what should he have I don't even know. Like, what do I like to see? I just like to see, like, s- just sleek items. Although, yes, I'm I'm a full of frou-frou and I like drama and stuff like that. <laughs> still, I, everybody knows it goes to a point and it can stop abruptly because it's just like there's a fine line between. So, like, for a man, I would just maybe, like, I don't know how to say Like, just a sleek, even if it's a blazer, if it's a, a, a shirt, is just sleek fitted. But I can't really say like what, what well, I, I should. Su- I suppose we just want them to be well-dressed, to wear something that fits them well. Yes, I think, yes. I, and that's the thing. I think with men, I think is is more the cut and the tailoring because yes. men, their, their, their options are very limited. So it's like, I think it's more emphasis on the, the cut of it mm-hmm. rather than, the item because I'm fine if a man wears the same thing over and over in a different color and True. wants it very well. Yeah, okay, fair enough. So, thank you so much for being here. It was fun, it was interesting. I have to say, you really do create beautiful pieces, and I look forward to seeing more of your work. And clearly, I now have to get one of these dresses for my wardrobe. Yeah. Yes, 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 it's a must have. So I encourage everyone listening to definitely check out your stuff. It really is beautiful. So thanks again for joining me today. Thank you. It was so I, I felt like I learned so much more about myself. <laughs> well that's how it should be. I'm glad. Yes. yes, yes, yes. No, it was a pleasure. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to join us every other Wednesday for another episode of Shack Shack. Subscribe to our podcast using your favorite podcast platform. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can also connect with us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter, or by email at akilia at jackshack.com. Let's shake things up.